This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again, and this is Pastor Albert Pendarvis bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We want to look again this morning in our study there in First Peter, and we're at chapter 5 now this morning. We finished up chapter 4, and... Uh, uh, we are beginning in chapter 5. And how time flies when the Lord is blessing. You know, they say when you're having fun, the time flies. But when the Lord is blessing, their time also flies by, my friend. It gets by pretty fast, these, these few moments that we have here to speak to, you, to, to speak to you. One thing I wish many of you folks would do now, and that is to go back and read and reread the first epistle of Peter. That whole book, it's not long, it's not very, just five chapters, and reread it in its entirety. Go slowly, just absorb it, my friend. Do you like to just absorb God's Word? I do. Meditate upon those uh, verses, and I believe you will come away blessed. Then, if you will, sit down and write us here at the Old Trailblazer Broadcast, Post Office Box 6250, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70174. And if you will... Uh, help us with the cost of the radio time. And uh, uh, we have a man here in the, in the city who's been sending us a dollar every week, an extra dollar. He sends his tithe in, and then he puts in an extra dollar uh, for the radio broadcast. He marks on it, Trailblazer. And I just praise the Lord for it. How many, if, if, if 100 of you would do that, wouldn't that be grace? 100 folks send us a dollar a week. Did you know that would go a long way towards paying for this broadcast? Yes. So you ask the Lord to lay it on your heart and uh, see if that's what he wants you to do. Then others are sending in money for the new station there in Greenwood, Mississippi, where we recently went on that station. So you pray with us and for us that the gospel might go home to some heart. Our only aim, our only purpose in being here is to uh, preach the gospel that it may go home to some heart and folks would come to know the Lord. There are many who tell me that they can't give, they can't say anything, they can't witness for the Lord, but listen, you can pray. Now let's look at verse 1 of chapter 5, if you will, in First Peter. The elders who are among you I exhort, who am an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Peter here now is primarily speaking to the elders, the ministers, the pastors, those who uh, I believe also to God's child, he says, I'm also an elder and a witness of our Lord's suffering. Uh, and uh, how gracious it is for us to have someone like the old apostle Peter there who walked with our Lord, who suffered with our Lord, with him, who suffered with him. And now he exhorts us, as we will see in these next verses. But listen, he also tells us that he is a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Believer, you and I, can say this morning, yes, we can say this morning that we have suffered in a measure. Yes, certainly not as the Apostle Peter did, for he was often arrested, often uh, beaten, and eventually crucified. Oh, yes, he was crucified. You don't read much about it, does you? They tell us that he was crucified with his head down because he did not want to be uh, uh put in uh, in remembrance of how our Lord was crucified. So he asked his uh, persecutors to ha hang his head down when they crucified him. And I understand from history that that's what happened. Yes, uh, 
he was crucified, for he stood there on the side of Christ, but he never dwelt on his suffering. Did you ever notice that? Only on the anticipation of being with the Lord. Are you and I complaining and murmuring about the little bit of suffering that we do, my friend? I'm afraid that we do. I'm afraid that we too often are always complaining. But oh, to look away from whatever we may suffer, from what we may suffer, and to look with anticipation of going home to be with our blessed Lord. No suffering there. Did you know there'll be no suffering when we go to be with our Lord? There'll be no heartaches. How many of you this morning uh, have heartaches? How many of you have uh, burdens on your heart that you would not share with anyone? Things just come upon your heart. Things just happened in your family. Things just taking place in the in your lives of your family members. Many are not saved who are upon your heart. My friend, there'll be no burdens there. No, no. Our heartaches are not to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed when we see our blessed Lord. What a day that will be when we see our Lord. We often sing that song here in the tabernacle. What will it be when I see him? I, I know our minds... Uh, cannot fathom what it will be. No, we can't. We, we just can't understand what it will be. But we know that it will be a glorious time. Many of our people speak of heaven as a place where they'll uh, go there to see uh, mother and father and, and, uh, and then shake hands with mother, the old song we, they sang, and then their husbands and wives. But I believe all of this will pale into insignificance when we shall see our Lord who died for us, who died for our sin. Only then, I believe, that it will dawn upon us what Christ means to us. Our minds are so shallow in many ways. We don't see the holiness of God. We don't see the magnificence of God. And surely we don't see the glory of God. But that day will come when we are brought home, carried home to glory. Then we shall see him as he is. Our concern will not be all the golden streets, all the mansions, and even though they will be wonders of heaven, uh, we'll not be primarily interested in those things. No. The old trailblazers often said he would love to be a janitor there in the office of our Lord if he has an office where he could just see him come in and go out and uh, be in his presence. Yes, that, that was his ambition. He's been gone on now for many years, and I believe that he's there in the presence of our Lord as he desired to be. Isn't that, isn't that grace? Is that your desire to be with the Lord? In verse 2 of chapter 5 of First Peter, we read where he says, Feed the flock of God which is among you. Here Peter is continuing to speak to the elders or the ministers of the, of the church, God's, God's chosen. Uh, his command to me and to you, pastor, is to feed the flock, feed the sheep. And what are we uh, to feed them with except the word of God? I know that there are many ministers out there who are in uh, uh, for the soft ride, as it were, the free ride. They look upon the ministry as an occupation, a job. They tell me that just the uh, that the uh, uh, young preachers are more concerned now about the uh, the retirement benefits in the 401k programs uh, and all of their uh, uh, retirement stuff. 
all of those things than they are about the their congregations. I know that the pastor has to live, pay his bills, but money should never be uh, uh, the deciding factor in his filling some pulpit. No, our late pastor often said he lived from God's hand to his mouth, and I can attest to that. But Peter here says, feed the flock, not for filthy lucre, no, no, not for money, my friend. That's what filthy lucre is. Lucre is money. Not for money. How awful to think that God's man, or so-called man of God, could, could consider his salary instead of obeying the call of God. Listen, friend, we as ministers and preachers and elders had better be careful how we preach and how we conduct our financial affairs. Have we just deteriorated down to where money is the main uh, object? No, my friend. The money course, is that what you're following? That we follow there? Is our pastors just following the money trail? Nowhere in the Bible do we find where God's man received these huge salaries. No, no. Uh, uh, never, never did they live in those expensive mansions and drove expensive cars and automobiles. I believe that we're living in a day of materialism and worldliness, and our pastors and preachers are looked up to because of their expensive clothes. These thousand-dollar uh, Hart Schaffner and Mark suits that they are dressed in, all of this garb that some of them wear—they call different things, my friend. But no. They're looked up to, and, and they're drawing their salaries, drawing their breath, and letting their congregations go to hell. God's Word tells us that the love of money is the root of all evil. And how many unsaved preachers do we have today whose only object is to gain riches and notoriety in this world? God's Word is, is too plain, Pastor. God's Word is too plain. It lays down the responsibility of every preacher to preach the word, not to get gain, not to own hotels and rental property and beachfront property for the church and to spend it lavishly on the pastor and his, his expensive habits. No, Peter tells us plainly, feed the flock, but not for gain of money. No, sir. I believe that the church and its members should pay for the pastor's needs, but not for all of his his expensive habits and his expensive wants and all of those things. I believe that God's man better take God's word as, as his instruction and lead by example. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. <coughs> God's word is plain. Nowhere in God's word are we told that the, that the man of God is to be adorned in all of these flashy clothes and drive these big, long limousines. No. How, what kind of an example do you think that sets, sets for his people? Oh, I wish we had time this morning to go into that. We will maybe in our next lesson. But God's word is so plain. No. It tells us uh, that he's, uh, God's man is to feed the flock. What does a flock eat, my friend? The flock eats uh, the, the word of God. God's sheep feeds on the word of God. And that's what we're to preach. Preach the word in season and out of season. I know what God's word tells us to preach. He tells us to rebuke 
with all long suffering. Yes, there's there's a there's a, a, a great menu, as it were, in God's word. It's not all just uh, uh, love and contentment and all those things. God's word is plain, my friend. Did you know that God wants us to know of the wrath of God as well as the love of God? Oh, my friend, God's messenger. You better be careful to preach the whole counsel of God to feed the flock. And then there it takes a picture of the shepherd leading the sheep, and every day into green pastures into new places when the grass gets close crop there on one hill he leads them over to another place that's what God's man does it's not always uh, just hammer on one doctrine I hear people now going to seed on the doctrine of grace on the doctrine of the sovereignty of God we preach those doctrines here but my friend you can't survive on that day in and day out no the, the, the Bible tells us Peter tells us here to feed the flock he doesn't. He implies that we get the whole meal, as it were. That's what God's messenger is to do. And by the grace of God, that's what we do here. Bring you, thus saith the Lord. And uh, we ask you to, to tune in each day, Monday through Friday at this same time, to hear this old-time, old-fashioned. We know it's old-fashioned. We know that you don't hear it there in your big modern churches. No, we know that. We never we never criticize anyone for having the, the good things of this life. But, my friend, don't let it get in the way of your preaching, Pastor. Don't let it get in the way of your being true to God's Word. Oh, if we was just to search our hearts, ask the Holy Spirit to search our heart. Are we walking in God's will? Are we walking it by example? Are we portraying the life of Christ in our hearts as ministers and pastors and preachers? Are we walking with the Lord day by day in fellowship with Him? And then we can come to our folks and, 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 and bring that message, how the Lord is leading us and guiding us to bring you the truth, my friend. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast again this morning, coming to a close. I wish you'd write us and let us know that you're listening. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis saying, tune in each day, Monday through Friday at this time, and hear another old-time gospel message. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions Post Office Box. 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 